Lion King. Sure. I think they get their hackles. Well, probably they they fucked up Scar pretty good. Yeah, they also get their cackles because they're hyenas. Welcome to Dunstan Checks Min. This is the show where we review the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In minute by minute, and we pair each of those minutes with a film. I'm Emily Monkey Town. I'm Lord Andrew L- Rutledge. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> it's um, a bad one. Today we're talking about minute nine of Dunstan Checks In. Yes. And. Jaws 2. <laughs> yeah. Which was my pick. Which you trolled me with. I wouldn't say it was a troll pick. The way that you announced it, you said Jaws. <laughs> you waited for me to react, and then you threw a number on it. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, so yeah, so so you can you can talk about Jaws 2 whenever you want. I just showed you the title of my newly minted notebook that I'm using for this show. Yeah. It says Notes on the Ape. <laughs> Notes on the Ape. Yeah. Very good. Uh Shall we talk about Minute 9? Let's talk about oh, Minute let's 9. Thank oh, let's thank the Patreon. Daniel, someone, I believe. Uh, who I believe had fall, had um, been a fan of ours since the Mario days. Yeah, since the Mario days. Uh, yeah. Do, do you want me to look up the last Those name? Those lazy, hazy, crazy <laughs> Mario days. <laughs> that one didn't quite work, huh? It worked great. <laughs> that one didn't quite do it. Daniel Lazy, hazy, crazy Mario days. Um, days of mozzarella <laughs> sauce. That's not a sauce. It can be. I guess. Uh, uh, Daniel Prilliman. Daniel, thank you so much. Maybe Daniel doesn't want their last name read, which is why I just said Daniel. I I had made a stipulation. Damn, Andrew. <laughs> you said Daniel's last name. I made a stipulation. Within the Patreon thing, that if you do not want your last name read, please make it known. Okay. And Daniel did not make it known. It's pretty chilly in this room. I've got a jacket on and I'm on fire. I'm. I'm gonna have to cold. go jacket off. I'm gonna. T- oh, Andrew's gonna go jacket off. <laughs> That's a perfectly normal thing for people a to say. Perfectly normal way to describe what you're doing, which is um, going. That is to say, entering a state in which you are not wearing a jacket. You will go jacket off. Yes. Now. Idiot. <laughs> um, you can be like Daniel if you go to patreon.com slash Dunstan. Yeah. I looked at you like you would know. And then <laughs> yeah, you I wouldn't. Didn't know. <laughs> and I, you saw a pair of empty eyes looking back at you. I'm pretty sure that's it. Empty haunted eyes. Uh, the link is in the description. Uh, uh, if you become a, a $5 a month Patreon link, subscriber. Uh, link in the bio. Yeah. You will get, say on <laughs> that's Instagram. That's what they say on Instagram. Uh, you, you two can, can get thanked by name on the show uh that we do here you ever eat a whole apple and then you get part of it stuck in your tooth and you're sad um i've eaten not a whole apple and gotten part of it stuck in my tooth and then i'm sad i've got i got some apple stuck in my tooth Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sad about it (laughs) sad apple is that anything i'm a real sad apple (laughs) is that anything (laughs) yeah that's good all right the minute starts four hundred dollars i was up four hundred dollars yeah so we had discussed at the end of the last minute yeah. this game that Brian. Big Brian, a kid Kyle. I had to do it in my head. <laughs> uh, That's this, our Figgy Stevens and <laughs> Richard Ed Spike <laughs> yeah. um, of this generation. At the end of the last minute, we saw on the computer screen that Brian was playing uh, that he had $450. Mm-hmm. So the way that he says I was up 400, perhaps he started at 50? Perhaps. Or he's or he's just in in general generalizing <laughs> about how much money sure. he has. That's also a possibility. Uh, but also as we noted at the end of the last minute, uh uh their their father Mr. Grant, I don't remember his first name. Um Alan. 
Nope. Do you get it? Don't. Do you get it? Yeah. Like from Jurassic like Park. Like from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, he he had just turned off the monitor. So unless it was some kind of strange computer where the monitor uh, CPU unit is is all in one. But it looked like one of those old CRT monitors where you just press the button and, and you can press it and come right back to it. Yeah. So I don't think Brian lost anything. But whether or not he knew that. Look at the big brains on Brian. <laughs> is that from some? Pulp Fiction. You just hit me. You hit <laughs> me with that real hard. That's the line. I can't remember if Brian's the character's name but or the actor's name, but I know one of the times Samuel L. Jackson refers to that character, he accidentally says the actor's name instead of the character's name. It's a famous goof. Is, is that the one... I think uh, Brian's the actor. I think that's one of them. Could be. Yeah. Um, so he he was playing some kind of blackjack. Dad turns off the computer. Some kind of blackjack. Yeah. Well, because we had also... You you had posited. I theorized that perhaps there was real money on the line here. Yeah. It was either online or just some kind of a... I feel like that is a trope in 90s movies of, of sort of kids getting in over their head on com- on the internet. Yeah. If this if Dustin Checks In was a TV show, sure. this would be either a three-episode arc <laughs> or a very special episode yeah. about Brian's dealings with online, online poker. gambling. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he says, where's your brother? And then Brian says, yeah. Barbados. Yeah. And he kind of gestures. Yeah. Uh, and then we see... This is a fun goof. I want to... Can we... You know what? Here, I'm going to insert a new feature on this show. Oh, shoot. Um, give me one second. What's, I'm, I'm so excited. A new feature is about to be born on this episode. Now, I've, I've, said, I've said a lot about not liking this movie in the past. Uh-huh. So there's a new feature where when there's a goof I enjoy, we ring the bell. Did that... How'd that sound? Um, it sounds... Here, let me, let, me, let me do it again. Um, it shut up a little bit. It's hard for me to tell what I'm just hearing in the room, what's on the headphones. Let me uh-huh. try to do it. Well, I could also... Get, let me try to get that mic'd. I could post-production it in. Well, yeah, I, defi- I, I think it needs to be live. Yeah, okay. Um, so this is the official bell yeah. for when there's a good goof in the movie Dunstan Checks In. Not to be confused with the bell that starts every episode. Correct. There's, that is a post-production bell. Yes. To part the curtain a bit. A lot of bells. Yeah. No whistles. You just wait. <laughs> you, you've asked for it now. Um, so that's a good goof. Yeah, good goof. Describe the goof. So, Doctor Alan Grant, Mister Dinosaur Man. Yeah. Um, asks Big Brian, "Hey, where's your brother?" Big Brian says, "Oh, my briar, my briar." <laughs> As you know, what we call brothers, we call Bri- we call brothers briars in this family. <laughs> this is like the bit of the person who can't tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and my briar kid Kyle is in Barbados right now. And then we look over and what do we see? But <coughs> Kyle is he's in full snorkel gear standing behind the fish tank. Well, but visually. But visually so as to visually suggest that he is inside the fish tank. Mm-hmm. And this is a large It's aquarium. a large fit. Yeah. Yeah. Aquarium it, is what some people might say instead of fish tank. <laughs> I just want, I want people to get the scope of it. Yeah. This is not a goldfish it's, it's bowl. A, it's a tank that could fit Kyle. And it looks like a it looks like some kind of a wall unit. Yeah, it does look like a wall unit. Uh, b- because the reveal mm-hmm. of of Kyle stepping out from behind mm-hmm. the fish tank. Yeah, it, is it seems to be part of like a it, it has a full either a stand or it's part up. of a wall. Yeah, yeah, well, part of a half wall. Y- yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, and and now I'll ask you: Was he standing on a box? You think? No. You, you, because the height, 
I feel like there's a height disparity. I disagree. You disagree? Yeah. That there's a height disparity? I disagree. Because he was in the fully center of the aquarium. Yeah. And he steps out from behind the wall, and his head is just, you know, a couple inches above the bottom of it. I don't agree with that. Nucky has appeared. It shocked me. I think you're lying on both ends. I'm I, not lying. I what think, the hell? I, I, think, I think he was lower in the aquarium than you suggest. I don't think he was center. And I think when he was next to the aquarium, he was higher than you suggest. And that they were about equal. I mean, I also didn't notice this until we watched here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was at an angle from, Let the, me, let's, from let's, the visual should we, screen. Should we do the instant replay? The instant re- If you want. No, I don't want. Uh-huh. Because I, I want to eat a food before we leave after this, so let's wrap this episode okay, as quickly right, as okay, possible. Okay, okay. Calm so down, that, calm Because Emily's hungry. Nucky seems like he wants something from me. He wants love. Okay. Because he re- he did something I've never seen Nucky do. What's I've that? seen other dogs do. He he put a paw on my foot like, hey, yeah. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> and it was really something. He's had, I'm dog-stracted. Yeah, you are, you're very dog-stracted. Uh, so, yeah, so he's full-on dressed for snorkeling. Yeah. He's got the fins. He's in his trunks. Yeah. He's got a mask and a snorkel. Yeah. Um, and so uh, his dad says, Kyle, what are you doing? Kyle says, practicing. Practicing. That's, that's fun. That's that's part of the goof. It's, yeah. it's It makes it all a good goof. Did you, was, were you ever of an age where you believed, where like Jason from The Good Place, you believed that a snorkel helped you breathe? Even under the water? Yes. I... There are certain movies and televisual shows mm-hmm. where it seems like that's the case. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if they're just, you know, doing some narrative shortcutting mm-hmm. or if they're implying that they have some future tech like a rebreather. Sure. Because uh, there's different cases for all different ki- types. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, at some point I definitely thought, well, this will work. Yeah. And I tried it and it didn't work. Of course. And then you you were met with the harsh reality of how snorkels really work. Yeah. That I you was, have to always be one inch from the surface. I was so mad when I found out how close <laughs> I had to be from the surface to make uh-huh. a snorkel work for me. Yeah. It was so infuriating. It was such a letdown. That's that's too bad. Yeah. That's too bad. Because um, then there's that whole other thing where sometimes you'll see... Uh, I don't know if you ever had anyone who ever did snorkeling in your family or no, friends or anything. I had a snorkel that we would take to the pool sometimes. Uh, I have I have seen it where someone uh, does go down, comes up, and then they shoot the water out as if that's just part of it. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's part of it. Yeah. And no, that's no, that means they that they fucked up. Their yeah. <laughs> just, they went under with the snorkel and they shouldn't have. Yeah. Nucky is fully gotten between me and the mic. He wants now. to be on the show. <laughs> He really Nucky does. has some thoughts on Dunson checks in. Um, so I also noticed at this point where mm-hmm. Kyle is standing when he's revealing his his attire mm-hmm. that they have a decoration of a taxi cab, a yes. New York taxi cab, a yellow cab. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't tell if it was just a regular decoration, like a just some. It looks ceramic, perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, or if it was perhaps a bank. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like that decoration a lot. Some people are into taxi culture. You're not? Not really. I was at a, rest- a, a restaurant recently, mm-hmm. um, and they had two pinball machines. Mm-hmm. Both looked vintage and cool. Mm-hmm. One was Doctor Who, and it had clearly been like manufactured before the new show started, because it only had uh, seven doctors on it. Yeah. Um, so before the TV movie, even, too, because it mm-hmm. didn't have Paul McGann. Um, and then the other was just um, taxi cab themed. 
Ooh, I like that. That was the whole theme of the pinball machine. Was just it didn't. This have... is like a scene from a from the New York City streets and a new the life of a, a New York cab driver. It didn't have Mr. T on it. No, Mr. T. Didn't. Why he... are you saying Mr. What what is what what is the connection between Mr. T and Taxi Cab? He had a you? film that was called, I believe, DC Cab. Okay. What and... a fucking bizarre pull for you to make. Not the TV show Taxi. Not the Queen Latifah Jimmy Fallon movie Taxi. Not Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro, but you no, know, I did to, see the Jimmy Fallon Queen Latifah film in theaters. Mr. T's DC Cab, yeah. the show nobody has heard of. Yeah, I believe it was a film, and I thought maybe you could have missed Mr. T on there and thought, wow, it's just taxis. Could have missed Mr. T. Yeah, maybe, or maybe it was one of those situations where famously, they didn't they didn't get the likeness famous, for the pinball. Famously so. normal looking person, Mr. T. Famously <laughs> blending into a yeah, crowd, Mr. T. He blends right into a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of amazing. <laughs> Uh, no, it was just like a the, the whole thing, the whole idea of the pinball machine was just taxi cab. You know, I would I would play that though. That's the thing. This was also, and I don't. I'll, I guess I'll, I guess this is like you know, people know that we live in Southern California. It's mm. not I, to name just a restaurant in Fullerton. It's not giving away our locations too much. Mm. It's a place called Pie Dog. Oh, Pie Dog serves we talked about serves that. neither pie nor dogs. <laughs> it does not serve pizza or hot dogs there. That's that that's still wild to me. Yeah, you know what they have <laughs> wings. And like barbecue, like brisket sandwiches. Hmm. Did you have the brisket? I did. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> I bet it was. To be fair. Yeah. Um, wh- where are we? Taxi cabs. Uh, so then now we, we, we kind of uh, uh, cut to mm-hmm. they're having dinner as a family. I, I, I would like to raise my hand and ask a question, teacher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the teacher, but go ahead. How did this room come to be that they're living in? Oh, yeah. How this did this is, space come to oh, be? I'm so glad you asked. Let's talk about this. Because as a youth, mm-hmm. I, what I believed was that they were just living in a room in the hotel that oh, they had okay. just decorated uh-huh. more personal. That is, in, in reviewing this scene these past few minutes, that is clearly not the case. Yeah. Because as you pointed out in a previous minute, Jason Alexander enters from like a weird back room area. Yeah. Um, it's like double doors that don't have any kind of handles or locks. They also have a full kitchen. They have like a stove and everything. Yeah. Which is very curious to me. Yeah. Because as they point out in this minute, they don't cook. They only, they just utilize the the, the hotel kitchen. Mm. I, I, I mean, I'm under the impression that where they live was expressly built for the, to be the, the home of someone who worked at the hotel. Specifically the manager. Isn't he like the head manager he's or whatever? The head, he's, he's, he's Professor Hotel boss. He's Professor Hotel. And I think that's it was expressly built for that purpose. Is that a real thing that happens, though? Um, I do. I mean, you think of like apartment complexes. They have managers that expressly live in a place. and Isn't that just a, an apartment in the building, though, that just designated as where the manager lives? Well... Since for a time when I grew up, my my parents were Dude, they, your managers. parents did that, yeah. They uh, generally each place that they had had an extra room or space that was not as big as a room, but just about that served as an office. Interesting to to be to house all the supplies. Yeah. of being a manager. Mm-hmm. So this seems like it's it's way more extreme than that. This is not just an extra room. Sure. This is a huge space. It's a fancy hotel, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, they have like a, it seems like they have their aquarium, their game room, their et cetera. I guess when you work somewhere, part of the benefit of working there is getting some sort of free or enhanced access to the product. And mm-hmm. in hotels, the product is real estate, essentially. Yeah. So I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that's what it is. And, and 
I would even go so far as to say that's this is not the only place like this in this hotel. In this hotel, even. that they that we do not see it. I think within the context of the film, wow. but there are other smaller living quarters near where Jason Alexander's character and his family live, where perhaps other people who work in the hotel sometimes live or have the choice of living. So they would have to be high up, right? Yes. Oh, yes. 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 But. Maybe they're smaller rooms. Maybe if the manager was a single person, they wouldn't give give them this they wouldn't large get family real estate. suite. Yeah. yeah, interesting. I mean, this could this could also have been you know uh, it wasn't originally the suite, but it was renovated or repurposed because Mr. Grant was so good at being a manager, they poached him, and then they 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 turned this place into a perfect home for him. Interesting. I I, I think there's a lot of different explanations. None of none of which the film provide. No, but. I, I do think it is expressly built for a manager living there. Okay. I think that's the purpose of this space. It is kind of a weird space. You, have, you got two pens? I got two pens. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> you almost look like you were doing a magic trick. <laughs> I'm always losing pens. <laughs> and somehow I have two in my hand right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they also, when they're eating... I'm tired of this conversation. <laughs> well, I do, I do want to point out when they're... So they're eating... I'm getting us back into the scene. Okay. They're eating their dinner. Mm-hmm. Behind them, we do see would appear to be windows i disagree with that what are you talking about aren't those are those not windows no now this i'd like to review the footage okay we're gonna have to review the footage you talk while i go okay uh because what i see as windows but they they you cannot see out of them they're like barred so in in the sense perhaps they are main level to give the illusion on the outside of windows but you know to let in some natural light but not actually let people see through which I've seen on a few hotels, but not many. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't exactly know. Emily is getting it ready and almost. Nope. Are you gonna scroll to it, to the point that I'm talking about? Uh, I've, I ha- it was a fancier hotel that I'm thinking of, where you can see the the kind of strange, window feature, but you you can't really see inside of them. I, I believe it was off mic, but but Emily has confirmed what I saw as windows. I'm sure she will have a, a, an explanation for it as soon as she comes back to the podcast. I don't know if this is a bit where she's taking her time to not... to not. Yeah, his head's high. That's a high head. Bullshit, that's not the center of the fish tank. So this is exhibit A, is where his head is in the fish tank. In the center! Above the rocks. Way above the rocks. And then he steps around the side. No, no. Okay, I'm going to fucking come in here and fight you on this. He's above some of the rocks, but other of the rocks are level or above his head. That red rock is above his head. Yeah. Now let's 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 go to where he is when he steps out the side. Okay. We're, we're reviewing the footage of when Kyle is behind the aquarium and then stepping around the side of the aquarium where he is then... As you can see, that red rock, which I made a specific point of pointing out, is still slightly above his head. I I think what also was my problem is the angle of this specific shot that they're doing. The yeah, camera it's is for sure lower. Angled, it's angled differently, for sure. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think that was causing the the harm, and I will say th- that you are, you are correct. Thank you. I will say you were correct about the windows. I didn't notice them at all. I was thinking of a different wall. Oh, okay. 
Um, I, I mean, I also could have believed that I just imagined there were windows and they were actually some kind of wall painting. No, you were you were correct about the windows. Yeah, I was correct like, about the tank. The windows we, have some. We can weird, walk away as equals. The windows have some kind of a weird grading on them too, they right? Do, yeah, yeah, which is which is of the style that I have seen on well, other I think that's because, fancy hotels. Because there's nothing going on outside the windows, I think that grading is perhaps to give it a little visual zazz. Mm-hmm. That's possible. A little zazz. That's you know possible. what I'm saying? Because I think. Uh, we had discussed in a previous minute that perhaps this is underground, which I think you disagreed with. I now I would like to go back and say that I now agree. Well, it, with the windows, I think they were perhaps ground level, mm. and these these windows are covered in such a way so people cannot see into. No, I think they're. I think place. they are underground. That's why they got. That's why they need the zaz. They have fake windows because they're they underground. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's possible. Uh, all right. So at this dinner scene. We are going to get to the point where we're going to talk about Jaws 2 in a minute. Yeah. What, what I do want to point out is the visual here is Mr. Grant is reading the paper. Mm-hmm. This is at dinner now. He, <laughs> was hasn't, this, had, he hasn't had time because he's what, been busy working all day. I will. I, I was going to ask you, but I'm sure you don't know either. W- when did they stop doing evening papers? I don't know. Because this is from 96. Yeah. And I, I mean, to my mind, I've never known an evening paper. I thought that was only when there's there's too much news and it broke during the day. I th- that's I th- when the little kid shouts extra. Well, that's what the extra refers to. Extra, of course. But yeah. there were newspapers like the Saturday Evening Post or something. That is a word that I've heard before. Th- and that was that an is evening, a phrase that I've heard before. That was like specifically an evening release. Yeah. I I believe at some point in in even our you know the like the L.A. Times they had two editions. Mm. The morning and the evening. Interesting. Uh, but then, of course, at some point, that became fiscally unable for them to do that. Yeah. So then they just combined it all into one. You found a third pen. It was a Sharpie that time, though. It was different. Uh, so I wondered if this was perhaps an evening paper. We cannot tell. They no. do not zoom in on it. No, unfortunately. Uh, it, it could even be one of the... Uh, an alternate paper. He has a morning paper that he reads in the morning. Oh, sure. And an evening one that he reads in the evening. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah. But but it's it is the visual of dad reading a paper at the food table. Yes, that's a that's a classic. It's a classic image visual. Uh, and then uh, Kyle is still in his swimsuit gear. I don't know if this happens before or after. Kyle I'm just talks, describing the scene. But at one point, Jason Alexander, aka Mr. Grant, mm-hmm. goes to the fridge. It's it's once the talking starts. Okay, I would, uh, because I the would first like thing to that we that. the first thing that we do here though mm-hmm. is is. Kyle is talking about how cool it would be to shoot a shark. Let's go to Jaws 2, baby. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, I watched the minute and I went, oh, this is why. <laughs> this is where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why? What? Kyle wants to harpoon a shark. Yeah. And I thought, where do they harpoon sharks? In the Jaws movies. Mm-hmm. And I thought, we should talk about a Jaws. Yeah. But here's the thing. Jaws 1. God knows I've talked about that on the internet enough. Mm-hmm. You can hear four hours of me talking about Jaws if you are so inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaws 3 and 4, people have also talked a lot about those as like famously reviled shark movies. Yeah. So I thought let's let's dip into the unexplored corner of the Jaws franchise and talk about Jaws 2. Yeah. Had you seen the film before? No. Okay. And I'm so glad I have now. Also, I, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's a horrible movie at all. No, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's interesting, and I think it's a totally decent, passable shark movie. And it also it it does a weird thing of going a lot into horror tropes. Mm-hmm. They they do a thing where they introduce a lot of young people, a lot of teens, and to they have, have sex and then die. And but then also there's a lot of 
killings. Mm-hmm. The the shark is like a serial killer in this one. Yeah. Uh, and we see right from the get go, there's mm-hmm. just a the shark kills a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people came back from this. I mean, not everyone, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Robert Shaw may have been dead at this point. That he died pretty quick after the first one. Possible, but he also died in the first one. That's true as well. He could have come <laughs> back as a force ghost. I mean, they could have also just had um, a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tooper, Richard Dreyfus not come back either. R- Richard Dreyfus was working on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. That's why he didn't come back specifically. Um, but Roy Scheider's back. He does get a, uh, his character gets a shout out. That's true. Yeah. I um, thought that was interesting. That was interesting. Roy Scheider come back. Mm-hmm. Lorraine Gary, she's back. Murray you know Hamilton, what, he's back. Do you know why Roy Scheider came back? Because he didn't want to do the deer hunter, which he turned down to do this. Well, and also reportedly, he was in a contract with Universal where they said, you have two more movies on your contract. If you do Jaws 2, we'll oh, count we'll, that as bull. Yeah. And he said, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I also think he does a good job in this he movie. He does. I agree totally. And I don't know if that's... A, you know who else does a good job and I was surprised how he came back? Who? John Williams. Uh, yeah. John Williams did the music for Jaws 2, mm-hmm. which is very surprising to me. Yeah. Because he wasn't, I don't, I mean, at that point he was, he had done the Jaws score, which was obviously huge, but like mm-hmm. he wasn't John Williams, you know? Yeah. Now he would be too good for Jaws 2. <laughs> yeah. But back then he wasn't. Uh, and the music in this movie is really good. When the when the first scene started, I was like, oh, this is like a really interesting, like, it's kind of similar to the thing from the first movie, but it's it's also really different, but like still really good. Like, what the, what the fuck? They got a really good John Williams knockoff. Who did the music? And then I looked up and I was like, oh, John Williams just came back. There is a part in the film where they do just, just full on do the the shark theme. Well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. They but, but it's, yeah. I think it's well timed. Yeah. That's, I can't remember exactly what the scene was, but it's part of a reveal mm-hmm. that is like, ah, oh, yes, this is when you want to hear the theme. Yeah. This is, you get the full on, the, the fin is there, it's the mm-hmm. whole look. There's also, like, there are some parts in it that sound very, very similar to parts of the Star Wars score, which hmm. um, he had just done the year before this. Mm-hmm. So I guess he did have Star Wars and Jaws behind him at this point. <laughs> they were just knocking around in his head, and he was just like, what if I just do a little of both? Yeah. I would also, like, yeah. <laughs> and also, Star Wars hadn't come out yet, so I don't I don't think he had that as, like, negotiating power in a contract, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I, um... Carl Gottlieb also came back, worth noting, I think. He wrote the first movie, and he wrote this one, too. Oh, that's right. Wasn't he uncredited on the first one? I was reading a lot of weird uh, facts. I don't think so. Okay. He's, he's credited. He's also in the first one. Oh. He, he wrote it and he, he plays a small role. He's one of the reporters oh, okay. in the first one. He's the one who, when they, they catch the tiger shark, he's the one who's like, come on now, st- please, everybody, please, the tall people in the back, just like in high school. Come on, guys. It's not hard. That's who he is in the movie. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear how I watched this film? No. No? <laughs> I meant to say yes. Okay. <laughs> How did you watch this film? Um, so it's <laughs> it's not streaming anywhere. Nope. <laughs> um, so I, I I went to my Google says that Google will tell you that it's streaming it's on, on Prime Hulu. Video. <gasps> Google told me it was streaming on Prime Video, but it was not. I found the page on Hulu. Yeah, but there's no play button. Interesting. So, so Hulu was just like, we'll get them, we'll yeah. trick them. <laughs> um, I. I did a little search on my cable provider, mm-hmm. and what do you know it? Do we you time this just right because a little channel called Sundance TV. Oh yeah, no, I did see that that was playing it. <laughs> they're playing all four. Yeah. So I've I've as a treat to myself, I will watch three and four nice. at some point in the near future. Nice. <laughs> and um, Sundance TV is one of those movie channels with commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they really wanted to make sure you knew they were playing all the Jaws sure. films. 
And they also have other commercials for when they're doing they're marathoning like Law and Order on Saturdays or something. Don't don't. Yeah. They and they do a special edit, a special commercial using clips from whatever it is set to like a, a fun beat. Oh uh, sure. And so the Jaws one was very fun because mm-hmm. they had a snappy version of the um the the woman in Jaws two who explains when they're looking at the killer whale. Yes. And she's saying she's saying all the shark things. She has a great line which uh, uh <laughs> refutes uh, the tagline of a later Jaws film. Oh. Well, because she says uh she I wrote there's a couple of like I oh yeah things that I wrote down because I thought they were good lines. One is she says sharks don't take things personally. Mm-hmm. Cut to Jaws four. This time it's personal. <laughs> um. But yeah, the the things that she say, the things that she say, mm. they they cut them to a beat, so it's like faster mm-hmm. and kind of musical. Yeah. And so when she, she goes, uh, she says something like like and sound, and then uh, he says sound, and then that's that like kicks off their promo, mm-hmm. where then they just take musical like things that people say in the Jaws movies that sound musical, mm-hmm. and they set it to their own beat. Including, I think it's from the first one. The guy, because I've never seen the other ones. There's a guy when they're talking about sharks. He goes, "What?" Yeah, that's in the first one. Yeah, <laughs> they put that one in there. Oh, what? <laughs> it's yeah. really funny. Yeah, I I don't know if I could find this online. This promo, but it's a good promo. <laughs> nice. But yeah, that was very entertaining. It does Just, sound like it enhanced your experience a little. It really did. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think. Jaws 2 isn't bad, like you're no. saying. Yeah, not bad at all. I also, um, one of the things I like about Jaws is all the little just details of like the small town mm-hmm. that they got filming in Amity. And I don't, I don't filming in Amity, filming at Martha's Vineyard, rather. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they filmed there again for Jaws 2, but I, I think it did get some of that nice small, t- small town island flair in this one, too. There's a scene at the beginning where it's the high school band is playing for the opening of a Holiday Inn, which mm-hmm. I thought I enjoyed that. I had read they the- dump balloons right in the pool, though. Does that, that bother you? That me out. Really? You got wet balloons now. That's not bad. Yeah, but you bounce a balloon around. That's fun. You can't do that with a wet balloon. Hmm. I, I, Dropping what, balloons in the pool seems irresponsible to me. I don't care for it. I was worried that they were going to do a thing right in that scene where someone falls into the pool. Yeah. Um, and then there's a shark in the pool. Well, not even a shark in the <laughs> pool, but just like maybe a weird reference to it. or Sure. Or maybe I was worried this was going to turn into a dream sequence that oh, yeah. Brody was having where there's sharks everywhere. Yeah. But no, it was just a very nice just scene. Just a nice little small town detail. Yeah. yeah. Um, from what I'd read, they did film in Martha's Vineyard for two. Okay. But there were a lot of businesses that didn't like it. Mm. And so only one business like really agreed to be in it. Was that the Holiday Inn? <laughs> I think so. I think I... Um, no, I think that was actually in Florida somewhere. Okay. Because I remember One thing reading... I will say about that scene, though, mm. I think the high school band is too good. I don't think it's realistic to a high school band. I Well, I they are professional music players, yeah. I would guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I, I thought that whole scene was very interesting. Yeah, I know that's in a lot. I was, I was intrigued by, the, by uh, the way that sequels have to do new scene setting. Mm-hmm. So you meet the mayor's son. Yeah. But I feel like he was kind of inconsequential, right? I agree. And then um, is 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 it because they didn't put it into the first one, even though it was in the book, that they have a thing where it's like uh, Brody's wife is going to cheat on him with yeah, someone perhaps, else? Perhaps because that wasn't the book, and I, I think I I did get that feeling. It was it was so strange because it kept seeming to happen on the in the film. Yeah, and then it never it never came through. Never yeah, came never through. never fully. Yeah, so that I was, was just, weird. Yeah, I was I kept waiting for something there, and then nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, let me tell you, much like the shark. I was shocked by its demise. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Yeah, Brody shocks the shark to death in this yeah. one. Now, um, here's the thing that I want to ask you, though. Okay. 
Is that supposed to be the same shark? No, the shark blows up in the first one. Well, <laughs> see, that's the thing. Well, I believe at one point... He's supposed to blow up. Well, Brody asks, Brody asks the shark woman, um, is it possible if just before a shark dies that it could send out a distress signal to make other sharks come? <laughs> yes. That's why she says sharks... Don't take things personal. <laughs> yeah. So I believe perhaps there's an implication that this shark is somehow related to the shark from the first film. Because <laughs> I, I do enjoy that the at one point the shark attacks a boat mm-hmm. and the woman on the boat throws gasoline on the shark and herself yes then shoots a flare gun at the shark which blows up the boat and injures the shark so when it does come come at them at the end it has like a visual like a visual a, a visible injury yeah and that's that's gnarly i that think is. that's that's cool <laughs> there's some cool interesting stuff in this movie yeah um i i, I just want to highlight some lines that i wrote down that mm. i thought were good um, during one of the shark attack sequences, this is when a, 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 a teen couple are out at night, or mm. out, not at night, but out in the ocean, and the girl spots the shark first, and she yells to her her boyfriend, swim as fast as a shark, Eddie. <laughs> That's a great line, because that is how fast he needs to swim. <laughs> yeah. That's um, pretty fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's another moment that I really love where um, Brody and... Someone and I, I believe it's uh, Hendrix, the, his, his like deputy, are on a boat, mm-hmm. and uh, Brody asks like some question about where where something is, and uh, the deputy is giving these like really boat term instructions. He's like, <laughs> "Oh, it's like twenty two degrees off starboard," and Brody says, "Don't give me that shit point." <laughs> That's really great. That's classic Brody. I really enjoyed that. Uh-huh. Um, there's also a scene where uh, a part where one of the teens is talking to Sean, the younger of the two Brody children trying to convince him to come over here and he says come over here or i'll break your ass <laughs> which um i don't know it just it, it, it's such a weird way to phrase that that it sort of rings true as like something a dumb team would say in the moment <laughs> yeah yeah that's you know I, I yeah like like we've been saying it's not a bad watch yeah yeah so you all you got all, you were so worried when i picked jaws too not uh, i guess i was worried yeah because i do know that the sequels have kind of an infamy yeah. But two, I guess not as much. Yeah. Two and the the two has that other weird distinction of the tagline of two became more famous mm-hmm. than than kind of it overshadowed the just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Yeah. Because it, it also is so instantly like recognizable. Yeah. Because you think of Jaws like, oh, it's not safe. They that I don't know that that was a tagline for two. I think that was a tagline for when they re-released one. Huh. Or maybe it might have been both. I remember reading that it was the whoever made the trailer for two, mm-hmm. like it was you know they they sourced it out. Yeah, that was when it, it wasn't even come up with anywhere on the set. It was you the guy making right. the trailer yeah. was like, oh here's both of that tracks with like Jaws sequels, despite being maligned to having iconic taglines because this time it's personal. The tagline for four is also kind of iconic. Yeah, that's that's really something that pops up everywhere now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, is that enough Jaws two? That's enough Jaws two. All right. So at the dinner table, uh, the Grant family. Should we d- try to discuss how this paired with the minute? Oh, we well, never really do that. I mean, that's up to you. Do you do you do you think do you think watching the minute around the same time as watching this movie did any did it add anything to the experience for you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I I think because within this minute, mm-hmm. as you've stated, it's because um, uh, Kyle yes. says that he want he wants to Kyle shoot a shark good. or harpoon a shark or yeah. something. I it, that puts it in my head. Oh, I I'd kind of like to see that. Yeah, there you go. There Jaws you go. two. Yeah, this the minute creates a craving. 
Jaws 2 satisfies the craving. Yeah. I think that's exactly nice what we're little, trying to nice do. Nice little alley-oop there. And it works. Yeah. And I, I would defend that with, with at, at least my choices for the last, all the previous minutes. That's kind of, yeah, that has what I, been what I've been going yeah. for. I, yeah. I, I, I believe in, in saying how we were going to pair them, I, I had thought maybe sometimes it would just be an actor, just seeing the, the visual and of an actor. And that could happen. It could happen. Yeah. But who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Uh. Let's let's talk about this dinner scene. I want to talk about Jason Alexander going to the fridge. Yeah, I'm get I'm we're gonna get there in a second. Uh, so he says, "Wouldn't it be cool to shoot a shark?" And then this is a line that I believe was very clearly put in post, mm-hmm. where Jason Alexander says, "For everyone but the shark." Yeah, that that's kind of like a groaner, huh? Yeah, it's kind of like a. Uh. <laughs> um, I also noticed at their table. Um, in that shot, you can see there's a variety of cups. Yes, I noticed that as well. What do you think about that? Well, this leads me into my point, which is what what's going on with the, what's what are they drinking? Okay, well, we do see we saw when the cart came in there yeah. was three bottles of wine. I think it was two. Okay, for uh, presumably just for Jason Alexander, maybe he's saving one for later. Yeah, um, we now see one of those bottles on the table empty. Not, I wouldn't say okay. empty. I would say it's half full. It's definitely a large. A part large of amount it. of it is gone. Is the point? Yes. And then also, I noticed on the table some of their water cups are like wine glasses. Like wine glasses. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Which I would think, why would you go to that length with the children? Mm. You would want an easier cup, because there was also there seemed to be a, a, a kind of a pineapple tiki cup. Yeah. That ki- Kyle was using. Kyle yeah. was just called him kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kid was skip the shorthand. <laughs> um, so yeah, and perhaps I mean my my explanation for that is that perhaps um, you know like housekeeping or someone mm-hmm. comes for them, so they don't really need to worry about that. I, that. that makes sense. I like that. Um, what I'm questioning is mm-hmm. so Jason Alexander has consumed more than half a bottle of wine, presumably yes. at this point, point. Yes. and then he goes to the fridge, grabs a Coke. He grabs a glass bottle of Coke. Yeah, from the fridge. This is just pure hedonism. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that wouldn't taste good together. Yeah, I, there's a drink. I forget what it's called, but there's a drink that is red wine and Coke mixed together. Oh my god! I've had it. It's not bad. Really? Yeah. How much red wine is in the Coke? It's half and half, I believe. Oh my god! <laughs> That's way more than I thought. It I think should it's. Be. I don't know why you're reacting so. I think. I think. I think it's a good combo. I think of what red wine does to my tongue and mouth. Sure. And then I think of what Coke does to my tongue and mouth, and I think both of those happening at the same time would hurt me i'm <laughs> gonna look up what it's called okay. uh, it's got a it's got an uh oh calamacho <gasps> okay that's interesting i'm seeing two alternate spellings here. is it with z's there's an x calamacho oh calamacho or calamazzo calamacho yeah okay that's interesting i'm intrigued by this yeah it's 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 not bad mm-hmm. um that was that was what i first thought um yeah when I saw this, uh-huh. yeah, uh, he's 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 retrieving this Coke bottle in the middle of a conversation. Mm-hmm. He he says, "Don't you like your steak?" Yeah, to to Kyle. Yeah, um, and then he gets up and he gets the Coke, and the the kid is unimpressed. Yeah, uh, and he says, "That's the finest fillet in the city." Yeah, uh, and then Kyle says, "We should cook for ourselves sometime." Mm-hmm. As you noted, they have a kitchen. Yes, they could do this. Yes, uh, but. Mr. Grant does not care for no. this. He says, we have the a five-star kitchen at our beck and call. Yeah. Why should we do this? Yeah. And uh, Kyle says, well, what if we're in a plane crash and we're on a deserted island and we got to spear fish and cook it for ourselves? Yeah. You know, he's he's imagined 
as children do an entire scenario yeah where he needs to did you ever read the book hatchet of course i did that was required reading and yeah in the i hated it it's not a good book <laughs> he's imagining hatchet you ever check out any of the alternate sequels to hatchet no because hatchet come no. out at the end of hatchet spoilers the kid gets off gets out of the forest i think i don't even think he's on an island i think he's like in the forest he's in canadian woods yeah mm-hmm. but he gets rescued at the end yeah uh there are like four more books mm-hmm. that are like but what if he didn't get rescued though oh that's interesting yeah i thought maybe they were just more he just keeps crashing yeah I think the second one's called Brian's Winter. Oh. Because that was the whole thing in Hatchet was like he needed to get rescued before winter. Before winter, yeah. So there's then the first sequel was like, well, what if he didn't? And what if he did have to survive winter? Mm-hmm. And then he made like three more books. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember there's a bit in the book where he, he has a conundrum because he, he needs fire for warmth, mm-hmm. but he won't burn the money because yeah. it's illegal. What a uh, fucking dipshit. And I was like, yeah, I'm right there with you, kid. What a fucking... <laughs> no, I'm a rule follower. Oh, my God. You're a dipshit, too. I probably would have done it, though. I don't think he does fucking for some reason. Tom Hanks-ass dipshit not opening the <laughs> I FedEx won't open passage. the package, yeah. Um, I, I was going to bring up Blue Lagoon. Did you ever see the any of the Blue Lagoons? Uh, I'll tell you the experience I've had with Blue Lagoon. Okay, here we go. Which is that um, in high school, mm-hmm. I remember having... I remember chatting with a friend over AIM... While she was watching Blue Lagoon, and she described the movie to me as it was happening. And were you shocked, intrigued, didn't care? It seemed wild. It seems like a wild movie. Uh, So the, I believe if I remember correctly, the original has Brooke Shields. That's, that tracks. And, and someone else who I don't think acted a lot after that. It's, it's a a boy and a girl are marooned on an island. Mm -hmm. And they fuck. Well, they, they are children. They fuck. They grow they into fuck. teenagers. That's why it's gross and weird. They have sex. And she has a baby. Yeah. There are, at least, to my mind, four sequels to Blue Lagoon. The second one, I think, hypothetically supposes, what if that baby <laughs> grows up into a girl, Yeah. goes on a boat trip, and also gets marooned oh, on an island no. with a boy, and also goes through puberty and falls in love, and that girl was Mia Jovovich. What? <laughs> and then, if I remember correctly, the next one is just, it's all just the same scenario over and over again. Yeah, that's bullshit. I think it, by the fourth one, they aged them up to like 18 and 19 year old-ish. Okay. But it's still the same. It's just, and and at least for the first two, it was as if two generations this happened to. <laughs> it was insane. That's wild. Yeah. So that's why I, I thought when you were saying the Hatchet maybe sequels, I thought, oh, they just keep ruining him on an island. No, no, no. Um, so Kyle, uh, uh, says that they should learn to cook for themselves. Now I noticed Brian doesn't say anything in this whole dinner scene. He's like, he's doing dishes, which he does get up at one point to do dishes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, nice boy. Yeah. Uh, so then, or nice boy. Here's a question. Uh-oh. Nice boy or grounded boy. I think it's grounded boy. Yeah. He's either forced to do the dishes or is just doing them to, to try and yeah. get brownie points. Yeah. Uh, so then Mr. Grant says to his son, you think just like your mother. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that before? And the scene, the minute gets way too dramatic at this point. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> the look on Jason Alexander's face. Uh-huh. It'll, it'll get to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Kyle asks, is that good? Yeah. And, and uh, he says, well, long pause. It was never boring. It was never boring. What a weird thing to say to your kid. End of the minute. Yeah. End of the minute. So I, I think they don't ever explicitly state it she dead she is dead yeah uh perhaps we don't know what from yeah maybe she did crash on an island what if she was killed 
by an orangutan. Oh no! Are are we going to write the sequel she was to Dunstan? By Samson. Which people online want a sequel called Dunstan Checks Out. Sure. <laughs> they want it. I've read this online. Everybody wants it. They want it so bad. Hmm. Uh <laughs> I think secret uh, title wise, that's good. Yeah, title wise that tracks. That that's it it tracks and it's good, and they'll they'll be doing at least better than Now You See Me Too. Yeah. Because that so one had a they, promised they, they why didn't they call it Now You Don't? I honestly think the director wanted it and the studios just shut him down. Well, you know who directed that. Oh, was it? Um, that heroic man. Yeah. I forget his name, but he's directed mo- other movies that we've enjoyed. Uh, some of the step-ups? He did a couple step-ups. Yeah. And more recently, he, he came to, I would say, greater fame because he did uh, Crazy Rich Agents. That's right. That's a that's the same guy. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think, hopefully, off, off the success of Crazy Rich Agents, he'll get to come back to the step up series yes bring it to its former glory and do and please give us a joint now you see me step up sequel Mm -hmm. doing magic dancing would it be called now you step up it would be called dance magic dance (laughs) (laughs) that was good thank you that's that's good um so with that we've reached the end of the minute yeah would you like to hear what oh I, yes <laughs> I have chosen I forgot we do this I'm, You're scaring me by the way, Based on how you're laughing To be paired with Minute 10 I also haven't watched Minute 10 yet So I have zero inclination mm. As to what you could have picked Well I think Even if you had watched Minute 10 mm. You wouldn't have ever guessed this one What are you gonna do to me? But this is a very me choice Okay <laughs> The film that I would like to pair With Minute 10 Is Escape from Tomorrow Oh fuck you <laughs> Do I? We both have one veto. Do I use my one veto on one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life? It's 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 short. It's like eighty some minutes. Oh god, it doesn't feel short. <laughs> I remember seeing that movie with you in a theater at mm-hmm. the Long Beach Art Theater. That was uh, t- for me a treasured memory, a treasured day. And I I remember walking out of that theater fully expecting you to be right there with me of like oh yeah this sucks <laughs> and you were like that was amazing and i was shocked i own it on blu-ray god it's so bad <laughs> it's andrew so good. Uh, do i have to decide if i want to use my veto before this episode ends um if you don't i can edit it in okay that's all i think within the context of how we record you have to decide before we next record the thing is, I feel like if I'm not going to use my veto for this, I don't think I'm going to use my veto ever. See, this is also... But the thing is, I'm, maybe I don't want to use my veto ever. Maybe I want to just go in with the spirit of this podcast. Just to step to step into this for a moment, I did consider that you would use your veto on this. Yeah. Do you have a backup? Do you have a juicy no, I backup? Have a, oh, okay. I, not immediately. Mm-hmm. I Some other ideas came to me, but nothing concrete. Mm-hmm. And But I will say that then knowing that you have used your veto yeah. on this, I could go absolutely crazy <laughs> later on. But what would you? What would going absolutely crazy look like? I have no idea. Exactly. I don't know. This, to me, I think would be, because I, I know like, you hate me, this movie. This is going absolutely crazy. <laughs> but I think it, when we get to the next minute, you'll see why. I can't think of a movie that I hate like I hate that movie. I like that you're taking the time to think about this. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Let's call for now. For, and we'll see for that movie, or maybe not. Uh, what we do now is plugs, mm-hmm. and you can find me on another show called Nothing New, a remake podcast that I host with Justin Keyson. 
where we talk about remakes. Every month, we pick a remake and the film that it's based on, and we talk about it. Uh, we, we, we see which one executes better the premise that they both seem to share. Uh, you can find that at benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. And you should just check out all the podcasts on the Benview Network, benvnetwork.com. Uh, and then I also do another show called It's On My List, uh, where myself and uh, five others gather and we, we, we look at the films that people say, you got to see this. And we, we go, do we? So we watch them for you. And we, and we decide. Our first episode was on Gone with the Wind. That's that's how we make that deep. We we go in there. We watch four hours of film just for you. Uh, and and I think we bring a lot of good discussion to it. Uh, it's on my list. Pod com. I I came across a movie lately, and I was like, oh, this is like a this is like the movie that's on my list. Oh. And I, I wanted to know that I was thinking of you in that moment. What was it? Uh, Willow. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Never seen it. Um. So yeah, it's on my list. Pod com. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Very Cool Emily. I stream on Twitch Tuesdays, Thursdays, and a weekend day. Sometimes it's Saturday, sometimes it's Sunday. You don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I This is the only podcast I'm, this is the only extant podcast that I'm hosting. Um, yeah. But you can check out Ben Butte. You- <laughs> You you had to think about that for a second, as if you might know one that I didn't. I well, I was also thinking how far into the future this is being released, but not that far. No, um, <laughs> I mean you can check out all episodes of Benvy on Spielberg uh, at benvynetwork.com where you talked about Jaws. I have talked about Jaws on there mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, our Amblin episode is also it's, it's finally up. I was a little delayed putting that up, but it's up now. Um, History knows it's out. And I'll tell you, every time I say any word my lip just brushed up against that little bit of apple that's stuck in my mouth and it is <laughs> no! it's real horrifying you need like floss or something i know patreon it busted free and it took him till it was 63 yep. <laughs> nobody cared about the goddamn inquiry yes um do our patreon please yeah as we as we thanked daniel at the beginning you could mm. also receive a thank if you donate at the or a give at the five dollar yeah. uh, a month level uh rate and review us on apple pytunes um that's good give us five stars and in this text of your review state why you believe kylo ren was justified to kill han solo now granted we accept that kylo ren is a bad person and all other things like he's fucking he works for the nazis he's a shithead mm-hmm. and he is now head of the nazis mm-hmm. at the end of the last movie spoilers for the last jedi mm-hmm. uh but explain <laughs> as a thought exercise <laughs> Make the text of your review why you believe it was cool and good that he killed Han Solo. Uh, and then also follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Majestic Hotel NY. Yes. And on Instagram at Dunstan Checksman. Yes. And email us Dunstan Checksman at gmail.com. Sounds good to me. <laughs> hey! Big buddy. Uh, until next time, we're checking out. Zoop zoop. Zoop zoop. Hello, this is Brendan Creasy, and I'm the host of Radio Brendo Man, a podcast on the Benvie Network. I'll be interviewing a new guest each episode on the show. We'll be talking about creating things, all things geek culture, movies, TV, and all kinds of other stuff. If that sounds cool, check out Radio Brendo Man at radiobrendo.com, benvienetwork.com, or in your podcast app.
This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.